good, everybody? It's another beautiful Saturday. And of course, you got me, King Diamond Eye. And of course, the infamous AB Guapo. What's good, bro? How was your week? What's good, y'all? Uh, my week was pretty good. Quiet once again. A lot, of, a lot of riding. I've pretty much been just riding on a motorcycle. It's been nice, but it's going to suck because it's supposed to rain most of the weekend. So it doesn't look like there'll be any more riding this week. You started your own motorcycle club yet? Or with you got yeah, more than two bodies now, or what? Yeah, it's called AB and Affiliates, and we ride around Panama City. We have a, we wear those chain wallets in the uh, back of us. <laughs> we wear chain wallets, and we uh, ride on motorcycles, and we make we block up traffic and make obscene noises. So if you want to join AB and Affiliates, just let me know. We're taking all comers. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Kind of sounds like a law attorney office, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. We also do law practice. If you need some legal assistance, we we do that too. Okay, Obviously look at you. We do that as well. So you know, AB and affiliates. We a biker gang slash law <laughs> mobile law firm. That's what we are. You know what I'm saying? Sons of Anarchy. Just to, yeah. You know what's funny? You brought that up. Someone at work was actually. Well, I was talking to one of my coworkers at work, and he was like, "I've been watching Sons of Anarchy a lot, and it makes me want to buy a Harley." And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, it's the worst thing you can do, like when you want to buy something, is is watch a show that has that item. Like, so if you're like, want to buy like a supercar or something, like don't watch Fast and Furious. It's gonna make you want to buy it even more." And I was like, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't watch Sons of Anarchy if you don't want to buy a Harley, because it's just gonna make you want to buy one." Yeah, it's that, and then, like, when you want something, it's like your brain just picks it up, and you see it everywhere you go. Yep. Like, I remember yep. back in, like, early 2000s, like, I wanted a, a Chevy Camaro. Bro, wanted it so bad. Didn't get it because, you know, I was smart. Didn't want to pay, you know, six, seven hundred uh, a month. But, bro, every time, I, no matter where I was, I was like, there's a Camaro, there's a Camaro, there's a Camaro. You always find them. It's like when you don't want it, never you hardly ever see it. But when you want something, always sees it. It's that, and then when you buy a car, I swear when you buy like a new car or you get a new car, you see your car everywhere. It's like it's always like you're like, oh yeah, no, I don't ever see these Chevy Malibus on the road. Then all of a sudden you see like forty of them, same color, same everything. You're just, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> hey, who, who stole your shit? Oh man, yeah, that ain't mine. My, yeah. my part right here, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, my week was pretty good. You know, I got a new job, so I'll start that on the 16th. We finally got a bid on a house, so that's good, you know. I have somewhere to stay for when you come and visit next. Just got to celebrate with a little, you know, wine, you know. I ain't fancy oh, like okay. you. I, look, plastic cup right here, you know. <laughs> what, what What are you drinking? Tell the people what are you drinking. You know, unlike you, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to put some plugs in, and, you know, I got the Stella Rose, you know. It's very oh, okay. good. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know. Yeah, if you drink on the podcast, you gotta you gotta tell us what you're drinking. That's, yeah. that's cool. And then uh so week's been really good for us, man. I can't complain. You know, positive mindsets do make positive outcomes. I've been trying to stay positive, you know, throughout this whole house uh shopping and finally came through, looks like fingers crossed because, you know, we don't got the keys yet, but it's looking really bright. And then of course, once again, King Diamond Eye is always right because Gonzaga overhyped ass got they ass dragged through the mud by Baylor, like I said in the last week's podcast. So I'm feeling real good, man. 
this this is a week of wins for me, you know? Yeah, Gonzaga, they they choke. I mean, I, I, I always feel like every time a team goes undefeated, they always just choke like right at the end. It was like, I felt like they were the Patriots. Like how the Patriots go to the Super Bowl undefeated, losing the Super Bowl. Gonzaga, 30-0, and 0, loses in the championship game of the March Madness. Like, whatever. I guess the pressure just gets too too much for for him or something. But yeah, congratulations to Baylor, uh, to Thonin, and winning the national championship. So shout out to them. Shout out to them yeah. boys. I'm sure they partied hard after that dub. Big win for Texas. We finally got, you know, some moral Something. You guys needed something. You know, you guys are out here struggling to stay above stay above 500 right now. Yeah, yeah. Just in but- life. Today we got a good episode for you guys. We have a little subject, well, a question, I guess, we we found on Instagram. You know, that's where we usually get most of our content from. And it was having a female friend with either married or in a relationship. We have some Paul Pierce drama. And then, of course, we got a very intriguing topic that me and AB can relate to. And that's the military bringing out these detachments and you know social changes to you while you're in so very intriguing it's gonna get real in depth y'all gonna know king diamond i and ab guapo a little bit more than what you have these past you know 11 episodes so it's about to get real so first we're gonna start off with having a female friend while in a relationship we got a little clip for you guys it's Um, by a dude prince Donnell? Donnell? I never heard of him until you uh, showed me this video. But yeah. Uh, he's kind of like a, that Derek Jackson type dude. Oh, is he a fraud too? Nah, my man ain't no fraud. <laughs> he, he's actually, uh, most of his videos is really good though. It's to the point where he actually, you know, holds men accountable. You don't know, from what I know, he ain't out here cheating. But he gives really good advice. I see it all the time on one of the pages that I follow. And, I mean, he does speak some truth. He practices what he preaches, but, you know, he really well, does. Well, let's hope so this time. Yeah, so we're going to play the clip for you and then give you our take on it. Well, dude hit me up on the gram the other day and he said, Prince Donnell, can I have a wife but still be friends with other women? And the answer to that question is hell no. And it may sound arrogant when I say this, but I'm too good of a dude to be friends with single women because I have so much to offer and I'm so friendly that I might turn that single woman on and next thing you know, I'm dealing with temptation and I don't need that in my life. You feel what I'm saying? And I wanna let all my fellas know this. If a woman found you worthy enough to be a husband, that means other single women will find you worthy too. But here's the thing, you don't know their intentions and next thing you know, you was too friendly to that chick and now you end up homeless because you laid up in that hotel with that chick, your wife found out and you lost your entire family. Don't do it to yourself. Listen, if I got any uh, women as friends, they acquaintances, they friends with me and my wife, you feel me? So that nothing could ever get in between because I don't play around with temptation and you too good of a dude to be playing around with temptation. All right. So that was the clip. Uh, my man was spitting knowledge. But I know you ain't in a relationship like I'd be telling you, you single and mingling out here. But hypothetically, if you was in a relationship or married, how do you think you can have female friends? OK, so my answer to it is yes. But with a caveat. So, like, if you when you say friends, we you mean strictly friends. Like, there can be nothing else. So you can't cross that platonic line of friendship. Also, as a friend, like, 
there's a line you can't cross as a friend, especially when you're communicating with someone of the opposite gender. And that line is like, you don't do, you don't talk to them about like your relationship. You don't talk to them about like deep things that you wouldn't talk to your wife about. Like those are the things you don't do because then you're crossing the line of a friend when you do that. So, and if you're going to do it, you know, like anything you do with that friend, you should be able to include your significant other. True, Um, true. You know, so like there shouldn't be no, hey, he's coming down here or she's coming down here and you're hanging out with them and you're at the crib. Like, no, 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 because that means that you guys just aren't friends. That's what that means. That means you got something to hide. If if you're trying to hide, you're not trying to invite, you know, you out with them, then there's something wrong there. Those are my things with that. Um, yeah, but as, if it's platonic, like, it's fine. Got to be able to trust your significant other. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, you can't go around in this world being like, you can't be friends with this person and that person. Like, you don't know what type of people your significant other is going to meet, like, either it's at the job or what, but if you trust them, you know, you trust them to do the right things and, you know, not cross those lines, but you also have to set those boundaries, you know, up front, like, hey, you know, I don't mind you hanging out with this person or I don't mind you, you know, uh, talking, conversating with this person, but as long as it stays within these pretenses, it's fine, you know, and it shouldn't be, like, no everyday thing, like, you shouldn't be coming home and they're texting this person every day, every night, every morning. Yeah, there's something weird going on. Because how many people do you talk to that much besides, you know, your girl? You know, like you, there's a red flag right there. So if you've seen some red flag stuff with this person, you know, then that's where I think, like, that's where I would be like, okay, maybe there's something more going on here. But if they're not putting up any red flags and they're trustworthy, I don't see a problem. Yeah, so I always think of the Ike Turner memes every time, you know, some shit like that (laughs) goes on. Like, I'm in the same boat as you. I see the potential of that working, you know, me and being in a relationship. It can work. It does work. You know, I have female friends, but I don't do extracurricular activities with them. It's just like, I got some female friends at work that, you know, I, I talk with, I joke around with, you know, I don't get anything to serious conversations unless they tell me something that's private. But other than that, it's not like I'm ain't giving me no relationship advice. I'm not telling them, you know, me and Raven's issues or anything like that. I think when you do shit like that, that you're playing with fire because uh, friends of the opposite set, there's that's a gray area in my opinion. Basically, the simple fact that, you know, some of them are really genuine friends. Like some of them really, you know, care about you they love you they see you as a friend they want you to do well with whoever you're with and vice versa but low-key people are the opposite sex that are low-key only friends because they know that's where that's their position that's all they could play right at that particular moment that they're trying to you know ease their way into that relationship we see tons of movies um, the biggest one that comes to me is brown sugar they were childhood friends but they always had a crush on each other and then now, they ended up getting in a relationship, and then, you know, relationships got rocky because them two were always, you know, he was telling her his issues and his goals and ambitions more than he was telling this girl. So I feel like if you are in that sense, then you're playing with fire, you're playing with dynamite because 
your significant other has to be your best friend. Like you said, once you start, you know, talking about your issues with your significant other, now you can ask for advice on some things, but when you're telling, you know, personal, personal issues that, you know, you're having with your significant other and you can't communicate with your, your partner, that's a big issue. Right. And you can't also be like feeling your voids in your relationship with somebody else and they're your friend either. You can't do that either. So like if your your boyfriend's not or your girlfriend's not giving you the attention you want, like you shouldn't be a friend with some a guy just so you can get more attention. Like that's a terrible reason to be a friend. And like you were saying, you need to have it to where your partner can indulge in the activities with your friend. There are some activities that you have to Put at an end once you do re- get into a relationship and like you said i know some people have it to where they think that you know you can go on friend dates and stuff like that absolutely not like you can uh you can have you know gatherings where you know everybody comes to your crib or you know you go to someone else's crib for dinner or or game night or something like that but i think if you're crossing the line when it's just you two no matter how close you are then you're like i said it's not going to work well because I guarantee no matter how chill and relaxed your significant other is, it's going to bother them to where they're going to have questions about the relationship. And anytime anything gets rocky, they're always going to think that you're just going to run to that person. So me, it's a huge gray area. I've had instances where, you know, I was with someone I've had females friends because I have it to where some points uh, in my life where some friends, you know, would, you know, speak ill on the people that I was dating with because they were just jealous because they weren't in the picture. So you definitely got to be careful. You definitely got to have it to where they understand. And that's how you should have a good friend. If if she's truly or he is truly a friend to you, they would know that when you're in a relationship that they, that, you know, some things are going to change, but this still doesn't change the fact that they're always going to be there for you or do things for you. It's the ones that, you know, Oh, you since you got with you know such and such, you've changed. Those are the ones you got to stay away from because the only reason why they're upset is because they're losing a part of you because you're giving it to someone else. Right. It's a fifty-fifty, man. Like I've had, like I said, I've had some friends where they were low-key just wanted to get with me, and then I've had some. I have some friends even to this day that you know, I just generally love, and you know they're in healthy relationships, and I every so often I'll check up on them. You know, if I'm in town, I'll try to go visit them. But I also would bring my significant other or I'd be like, hey, is it cool? Is your, you know, significant other mind, you know, me dropping by? Because, you know, you always got to put yourself in other shoes. Like, I'm sorry, some random dude was just knocking on my door talking about I was raving here. I'm like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're trying <laughs> to get shot. You trying die? to get shot? Yeah. Did you come here to Nigga, did you just come here to die? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, so, you know, you always got to play that respect thing. And then even so, it's like, even with my friends that, you know, I've known them forever, like Tim and Tara. Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't just kick it with Tara like that. So, it's just, like, certain things that, you know. It yeah, can't... it's just a, it's a boundary line. That's basically yeah. what it is. And you, I think everybody knows when they're crossing that boundary line. And if, if you cross that line and you don't care, you're garbage. Like, I mean, that that's really just at the end of the day, you know, that's just what it is. So um, it's not a secret. It's not difficult to comprehend. It's not something where it's like, well, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, 
if you if you're too embarrassed or you're not gonna tell your significant other what you're doing, then it's wrong. Yeah, it's it's really just simple as that. If you had to hide your text messages, then you're not then this you're not friends. You're not just friends. And for real, for real, I liked how the way that he put it in the um in the video. Because he basically said that, you know, he's too good of a dude to, you know, to have friends. I mean, you, like, and he yeah, said it, I you, mean, like, you might take it, you might take it as arrogance, but it's like, to me, bro, I bring so much to a table for a relationship that, you know, even females that ain't even, in, like, just by me talking, like, damn, he's a real good dude. Like, you know, man, I need to hang out with him more, and, you know, da 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 da. But it's like, you ain't cr- I ain't crossing that line. Like it's like so yeah, I'm, I'm getting a- my Jordans burned up for real. Or <laughs> I ain't get my Uggs torched. Yeah, I just got these motherfuckers. But like exactly, nah, I'm like 100. percent Like I just like I feel that way too. Like I feel like don't I- get me wrong. I'm not saying that I just um God's gift to Earth. I mean I am some days, but nah. For on a real note, I feel like you know I bring a lot to the table that. You know, just some random chick would just see the way that I talk, the way I present myself and stuff like that. She might find me attractive and, you know, I got to, you know, tell her, put her in her place. So it goes both ways. I'm sure ladies get it way worse than dudes just because, you know, all dudes try to be like they're their best friends. Just, you know, just to get Mm -hmm. in their pants. You got to be careful with that, fellas, too, for females who are, quote unquote, trying to be your friend when they're not really trying to be your friend. You know, like you got to. Sometimes you got to decipher through or weed through, you know, the BS. So that's just be looking out for the warning signs. And like I said, you guys, if you're grown and you've been in relationships or you've tried dating, even if you tried dating, you don't have to be in a five-year relationship to know some of this stuff. Like, you know when someone's trying to cross the line. Like, yeah. It's and, very easy. And you can clearly tell it with with your significant other, if they grab their phone and you see someone else is calling and they got to get up and go into the other room, that that's a first red flag. Yeah, like, if they can't take a call in front of you, red flag. If there are another red flag, and I knew someone that used to do this, if she coming over your crib and she on the phone outside before she come in, red flag. They there, but they on the phone outside, that's a red flag. Now, I mean, if less the conversation is like so heated that, you know, they got there and they were trying to finish it, they was on the phone with their mama, okay. But there's just things you... call or some shit like that. Yeah, but there's there's just some things. And then, like, you can tell if if it's something serious, because you'd be like, oh, who was you talking to? You know, like, oh, don't worry. If they give you some bullshit answer, like, don't worry about it, bro. My friend, you know, like, you already know, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Like the African, <laughs> African with the peace sign. Yeah, yeah, you know, my friend. Right. <laughs> so, uh, oh, oh, you you ain't gonna tell the story though. No, no story. Be All right. That yeah. that goes into the X Files. Maybe we'll have a podcast called the X Files where we we tell some of these stories. Oh, uh, my bad. This listener. is only an hour show. We don't have time for all that. I tried to get y'all into it, but I guess another day. Story time with AB. We have a lot of stories. So, but yeah, that that's 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 friendship, you know, and that's dating. And like I said, like I know for, and this is probably the last thing I'll say on this, but like my mom has had female or male friends, you know, that I was around as a kid, and they're still they still my mom and Mary, and they still come around. My dad, my stepdad, don't freak out, you know, like because they really just friends, you know, they don't cross that that line's never been crossed, you know. There's no secret text messages or nothing like that. So it's 
like I said, if, if that's that's what you're doing, then you're good. If not, shame on you. Shame, shame. That's all I can really say. Shame, shame. Yeah, and if you're the type of person that can't, you don't know the difference or you can't see you know, the signs, then that just automatically tells you that you shouldn't have friends of the opposite sex. Because you can't. Yeah. You don't know the signs and you don't know when to draw the line. So that's you and you confused and you don't know, you know, whether or not you should have a female or a male friend if you're the opposite sex. That's a dead giveaway right there. Yeah, you might as well just cut those people off. And that happens, you know. Oh well. People come and go in your life, so you can't if you can't control yourself then you know, you should eliminate the problem altogether. So we're going to get into our next segment, and this is the Paul Pierce drama. So if you guys haven't been paying attention to ESPN, of course, Paul Pierce and ESPN have gone their separate ways. He no longer works there because Paul Pierce happened to post a video of him drinking, smoking, with strippers. Um <laughs> acting like he's, you know, God's gift to Earth, and Disney wasn't playing, and they fired his ass. So we're going to give our take on it and how we feel about it. So you can go first, Book. So, like, uh, I don't think Paul Pierce did anything wrong, necessarily. Like, uh, he lives in California, doesn't he? Yeah, um, that's so where he shows. Yeah, or at least that's where he was, you know, when – he was doing that. So smoking was an illegal is legal there. Um he's not married, so he wasn't doing no promiscuous stuff with the strippers there. And he was just drinking. I just think that more so that when you work you know that who you work for. And we don't have all the facts either. So we don't necessarily know if like Poppers got fired for the video necessarily. They could have already been parting ways and then you know, Paul Pierce just on some, like, fuck it bullshit. Like, you know, I'm going to show y'all what I do now because I'm not Disney-fied anymore. Either way, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. No. That's why you don't post everything you do on social media. Like, I think that's really what the bottom line comes to. If you're going to go on social media, please make sure whatever you're doing is, is appropriate. You know, for, like, whatever, like, your job, all that stuff. Because you're you guys understand that most jobs are at will employment. And if you don't know what that means, that means that they can hire you at will and they can fire you at will. Right? They hired you and gave you a chance and they can fire you pretty much for whatever reason they want to. So then you sign those contracts and those papers or whatever you sign before you start your job, job and whatever you agree to, you agree to that. So there's no suing or anything like that. But um, you know, Paul Pierce just was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just Show y'all how I'm living, and he clearly didn't care about the repercussions. But um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it sucked that he got fired, but he probably knew like this probably won't get me canned. Probably really didn't care. You know, he is Paul Pierce. You know, he's an NBA superstar. He played in the league for twenty something years. He's a millionaire. He doesn't need the money for ESPN. He's just doing it to do it. So he got cut. You know. Whatever Disney, you know, trying to keep a squeaky clean, you know, Disneyfied, you know, all our people are, you know, happy go lucky. They don't do anything wrong. You know, we appeal to the kids. So it's just, uh, it's unfortunate because that's what he, he signed up for that, you know, and he got cut. But 
it is what it is, you know. I'm sure Paul Pierce would be okay. So he's a millionaire. He got it. Yeah. So my take on it, it is it was planned. I don't think he just posted that video just to post that video or just out of some you know random act. It's either he wanted to get fired, or like you said, it was already in fruition of them parting ways, and that was just his celebration uh, video from getting getting out of ESPN slash Disney's you know realm, their shackles as some people like to call it. And the reason why I say that is because you know Paul Pierce is a troll. Like, you know, we we come on here and we talk trash about Charlemagne and God, you know, Skip Bayless, sometimes uh, Shay Shay. But Paul Pierce has been trolling since he joined ESPN, trying to say that, you know, he had a better, he had career, a better career than D. Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> He's you the know, greatest wing shooter of all time. He locked <laughs> LeBron James up, you know, just off yeah, the wall, unnecessary things like that Paul Pierce say. I mean, I think that he just does it just, you know, just to get reactions out of people. He always, like I said, he's trolling. So I think that's what's his troll. It was like, oh, ESPN, you know, run by Disney. That's supposed to be, you know, kid friendly. All right. Well, I'm going to be smoking weed. I'm about to be drinking. And I'm about to have strippers all up in my house. And I'm about to show y'all how I be doing it out here. So I think it was just, you know, premeditated. It was, you know, f- fuck ESPN slash Disney. One thing I can say is I'm a little disappointed. And the only reason why I'm a little disappointed for is because this is a clear example of old heads trying to do young bull things. Paul Pierce was like, what, 38, 39, like close to 40. He, he might be in his 40s, bro. I okay. think he retired. He was already he was late thirties already, and he's been out of the league for what? At least five three, years. Four, five years. He retired before Kobe, I think, or right after. So my thing about that is, it's just like you old as hell. Like, <laughs> even if you have, are oh, you saying he's too old to drink and smoke? No, I'm not saying that. But to be sitting there trying to stunt on anyone posting a video oh, like, like social media. yeah like bro you you're not your old head like that's just like your grandpa you know going to hooters and dancing with the hooters girls and thinking that he just has the best life in the world like sit your old ass down bro. i just feel like so many old heads is trying to compete with these like, i will say our and younger generations because you know people get famous on you know one videos nowadays so there's just like Especially with someone like Paul Pierce, who, you know, a lot of people don't know. All the younger generations don't know. You know, him popping up, posting a video of strippers drinking, smoking, you know, that's going to get young followers to, you know, figure out who the fuck Paul Pierce is. I just think that old heads, seasoned gentlemen, I just need to stay in y'all realm, man. Like, you can go to a titty bar or something. Just go to the titty bar. You don't have to post everything every five minutes like the rest of these young cats. I mean, what I hate about older generations is they always try to bash on ours and these. I don't even know what to call them, kids these days. Oh, like, they're 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 called Gen Z. Okay, these Gen Zs, Teletubby, like Huggy, give me attention type kids nowadays. It's like. You guys sit here and bash on us about everything that we used to do. 
and y'all do the exact same thing that we do. Like, for instance, you remember, uh, I know I can clearly state that, state this, but you remember back in like high school, middle school, they used to have all these posters and videos and commercials about texting and driving. Bro, there's so many people, old people nowadays texting and driving. There's so many people on old people on their phones. It was like, you got like, I get it. You don't want the younger generations to do it. But y'all just make this this stigma that it was only teenagers and kids that were driving, texting and driving or on their phones doing shit. It's like everybody and their mom be on the phone texting and driving these days. So it's just like, I hate when older generations try to bash on the younger generations when, one, y'all the motherfuckers that raised us. So if you're going to blame anybody, you need to look in the mirror. Two, you guys do the exact same thing. And three, stop acting like y'all never made did things that pissed off the older generations in your time. So that's just my little hate. That's my little bitch, my little gripe. But other than that, more power to Paul Pierce. I mean, he was in, like you said, he was in California. He can get high as a kite. He was drinking. Uh, the only question I had for him was, what were you drinking? Because depending on You already the, know what you're drinking on that yacht. I don't know. It was a little light. It was a little light. It wasn't dark. Oh, you might have been on that goose then. Yeah, no, nah, it, it, was, it was light brown. I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't no yak. But, you know. Yeah, Let I, us know, Paul. If you listening, if you ever listen to this, what was you drinking that night? We want to know. I know I wasn't mm-hmm. a yak because I know his his face didn't cringe when, you know. <laughs> I mean, he might have already, the cringe face is only like the first sit, first couple of sips. After you, after you sip on Henny's, you don't make the face. Yeah, but female, well, never mind, I take that back. Some females be do, drinking Hennessy like it's water. But, you know, that he was taking shots with them, them ladies. And them ladies... Didn't look like they it. might have been drinking. They might have drank that henny like it was water. You know, there might have been some real OG women in there. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. look, Paul. Next time you have a party, invite me. That's all I'm saying. He didn't. He didn't send the invitation to AB. You know what I'm saying? Like, where was my invite at? He was uh, working, man. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, I do have the bike. You know. The, the bike lawyers, you know, I have to take care of that. That's right. Okay. Yeah. You had a cold case you had to solve. Right, right, right. You know, I was bailing someone out of jail. We have those services too, bail out of jail services. Doing it all, doing it all. Bail bondsman. A B Incorporated. So but, my question to you now is do you think he's gonna go to a another network? No. Nobody wants Paul Pierce as a, <laughs> as an analyst. A man has just gives Look, I get it. Like, you know, you get on there, it's like, let me troll a little bit, commute, make some buzz, you know. But, like, I don't know, Parker was just garbage. Like, I'm sorry. He was just a garbage analyst. Like, okay. Good player, garbage analyst. He reminded me of, like, Ryan Hollins. Like, like he's garbage, too. Like, and it, it's like, if you're going to give, like, a, outlandish take like you know at least be like assertive in your point and like you can't go back on it like three months later you know what i'm saying so but paul pierce was like oh you know like i'm better than d way you know damn well you're not better than d way stop oh well, funny funny is him locking up lebron i like and then they yeah you know you didn't lock up lebron scored 45 points on y'all in games in a game six and eastern conference finals was how was that locked up like what (laughs) What? 
LeBron knocked y'all out of the out of the playoffs like several times, but you locked them up. That's the Paul Pierce well, take. Um, tell us what you think. Of course, you know you gotta not pay some of these bills, but you know hopefully get a little income with our sponsors. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute. All right, and we're back. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. But uh, we're going to go to our next topic, and it's one dear to me and A.B. Guapo. So, rapper Mootski? Mootski? Is that how you say his name? I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who this guy was, but uh, I think it's Mootski. Yeah, he dropped some knowledge to the Breakfast Club. He was prior enlisted. He did uh, the Marines. And they were asking him about, you know, mental and emotional health. And he laid some fire down. We're going to play the clip for you guys right now. Now, I wanted to ask, you know, you, you said you were a vet and we have this conversation all the time. Mm. How do you feel that about this country taking care of their vets? I kind of feel like the, the word, the words carry more than the action. You know, everybody is, you know, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you mm-hmm. for your service. But man, it's it's some it's some people. It's a military vets, bro. They like got some real stuff going on, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. I guarantee you, most of those homeless veterans, but they have like mental problems, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some people get in there and they just, they 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 get in there, bro, and they go through so much, it just like it messes them up mentally, bro. You know what I mean? And they can't return to normal life, so like there there has to be something, like you know, they just need help, bro. Like you, you know okay. what I mean? Did the military have any impact on you in that way? Uh, like, it impacted me mentally because I was just so like when I first went into the military, bro, like. I bought into it so much, it kind of turned me into a robot at first. Like, I didn't know how to, like, deal with emotions and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I'm a Marine, you know what I'm saying? We don't, like, we, man, like, we, like, we hardcore, like, we just blah, 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 woo de woo. But I didn't know how to deal with all the problems I was going through, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. my dad passed when I was in boot camp. I went home. I, like, it was, I was getting close to graduating. So I went home, and it just felt weird. Like, it felt different, man. Like, my mom was crying like when she saw me. So I look at my pops and stuff. I ain't know how to deal with that, bro. It made me uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, dang, bro. Like I'm emotionally numb, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like it just turned me like cold like that. So I didn't know how to deal with my problems, bro. So I was handling it the wrong way. And so over time, bro, all that stuff built up, man. Like, like my mental was just like in a crazy, in a crazy spot, bro. And it's crazy because that's how I found music. That's how I found music to be like my venting tool. You know what I mean? And I get released through music, like, so that that's really what helped me. At a certain time, like, everything was, like, everything just caught up, bro. It was just too much going on. All right, so that was a clip. Like I said, it was some knowledge, some fire. Um, a lot of truth to that. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't mind. All right. Close your um, post, I know I find myself, you know, post-military, um, I already was like a kind of like a enclosed person. I'm not really big on like letting people into my life and like making a whole lot of friends, but I feel like the military only like exaggerated that for me. Um, like when I got out, like I just, I don't know. I just, I have trouble connecting with people now. Um, that's my, one of my biggest things is just like, I just, I think, and I think it's just because, like, when you're in the military, you can relate so much to the people in because they're doing the same jobs as you and going through the same BS. And then now you get out and you hear, like, these you know, civilian world and these the people are pampered, you know, compared to what you were doing. And you're just kind of like, 
I don't, the word disgusted is like, I don't want to use that word because there's nothing wrong with the people. Like, there's nothing wrong, but it's just like your mentality is so stuck in that mindset. Like, for me, like, I just, I can't escape it. So, like, I'm like, oh man, like, you're bitching about this. Like, bro, we're not doing shit. We're just sitting around. We're not doing shit. Like, you know, so I, I, I find myself like that, you know, and I get a lot. You know, like when the relationships I was trying to be in, I got a lot of like, I was very, I'm very cold or detached from like the situations and stuff like that. And I just think that just, that's what security forces did to me. Like, it's just, I just be like, you know, it is what it is. Like you're getting screwed over working a 14 hour, 16 hour shift and going back and doing it again. You know, like it's just like, it is what it is, you know? And it sucks that everything is like that for me, but that's just part of it. And it has its positives because sometimes, you know, like a bad situation, you know, you're like, it is what it is. Like it will, it will pass, you know, but sometimes when, you know, it's not good to always be like that. And um, so that, that's one of the things, you know, and I just always preference, you know, if you're having mental health issues, especially in the military, like, please go seek help. You know, the military gives us tons of resources. And I know one of the things that um, we struggled with then was, like, the perception of what people will say about you if you go see mental health. And, like, um, you know, like, it doesn't matter what people are going to say about you because your life, the military ends, your life goes on without the military, and you got to be ready to do that no matter what, you know. And so get your mental health in order because if your mental health is messed up trans you think transitioning out is going to be any easier than it was in you're not not only are you not going to have the consistent money that you had in the military no one's going to tell you to pay your rent or no one's going to make you pay your rent no one's going to give you money to pay your rent you're going to have to go pay that yourself you're going to have to go get a job yourself and it may not be the same amount of money you were making on the end you might be making more money right now as a military member listening to this than you will on the outside at first it's a real possible reality, you know. Uh, some people get out of the military and they're making twelve, thirteen dollars an hour for their first first couple of months, you know, and you realize that's that's an eight hundred, nine hundred dollar paycheck. That's nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you gotta pay thousand dollars a month for your one bedroom apartment that you live in. So you just you gotta have your mental. You have to be mentally prepared, and so the military does take a toll on you. And yes, they give you benefits and yes, they, you know, they give you things and you can do all this stuff in and out on the way out, but you got to take care of yourself first. So if your mental health is messed up, you're not going to be in any place to do anything else. You're not going to be able to build those relationships. You're not going to be able to have those friendships. You're not, you're not going to have a, a positive life, honestly. You know, you're going to spend your life miserable. So get that mental health help. Mental health is not, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be, um, like, afraid to go to because of leadership or reprisal or whatever, all that stuff they talk about in the military. Like, forget all that. Think about 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Think about your kids or think about, you know, your situation prior of the military. What will be more important to you than when the military doesn't exist or doesn't, isn't holding your hand? Um, that's my that was my thing you know and i'd struggle with some some stuff but i just feel like in the end if you you know 
you put as much into it as you get out. So if you put everything you can into it, you will get everything you can out of it. You know, but don't leave anything on the table because the military definitely isn't going to give you anything as a handout. Fire. Fire take. The military is good and it's bad. I have learned so much shit from the military. I became a 10 times better person because of the military. I don't think that I would be in the same predicament that I am now. And that's on a positive note without the military. I was able to get my associates, my bachelor's degree free of charge. Didn't cost me a dime. Still go back to school with $100,000 and can go to school for anything that I want. The bad military life is not for everyone. I know a lot of kids these days try to join the military because they think that they're going to be doing the same shit that they see in Call of Duty and you know, all these other type of games and shit like that. And it's not always like that. Sometimes the job is super demanding. There's people that out there that will stab you in the back that are purposely trying to get you in trouble, trying to end your career, trying to make you look way worse than what you are. Having said all that, Mootski or whatever you ever say his name is, <laughs> my man hit it on the nail. Like, yeah, he did. Well, I, like, I was kind of already somewhat, like, I, I was independent. As soon as I turned 18, I got my own place. You know, I, I lived on my own. I was doing my own thing. I only hung out with a certain amount of people. Those people, you know, my ride or dies. You know, I wouldn't, like, I would meet new people. And, you know, I'd be cool with them, but I like I, I didn't really trust them. Then I got into the military, completely turned into like a, I wouldn't say a robot, but if I didn't know you, I'm not fucking talking to you. I don't know who you are. I don't know anything that you're about. If any here for the best of my interests. So like, I wouldn't like, I was cool with people. Like, I'd be like, hey, hey what's up, man? But I wouldn't have these long bone conversations. I'm not trying to invite them into barbecues or hanging out with the crew or anything like that unless you know one thing i can say is like i've this has been me my entire life if you were like unpopular if you know you didn't have a lot of friends or you were just like an outcast i would always be like hey man why don't you come hang out with us you know you know blase blase i mean luckily for me you know me growing up you know i was always popular for the most part because you know i played sports but like I, I don't know if I said it on here, but I've I've said it a numerous times. Like I'm a super geek. The only thing that you know helped me out is that I played sports, so I was like, it made me popular. Like you know, I like the Star Wars. You know, I was all into you know all that type of shit, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, all that in the video games, in the comics, and stuff like that. So. I was like, I was kind of super geeky when it came to, I was like always fascinated with like robotics and, and uh, discovery channel and histo history channel and shit like that. So I was a low key geek, but because I played sports, I was always popular. So I always, you know, made it my personal mission to, you know, look out for those that, you know, either couldn't defend for themselves or, you know, were just not that cool and try to bring them into the crowd to where, you know, they felt like they were wanted and they were needed. But I will say, military does create, you know, you into a monster. You see it all the time. It gives you a lot of stress in the military, and it's not just, like, deployed location stress. Like, to be honest, and I'm sure, AB, you can agree to this, 
when I was deployed, I had no worries. Like deployment life is like the best life to me because I was like, other than, you know, some shit going on, which you're kind of prepared for, your life is super simple. You get free food, you get free water, you got free gym, you got free activities you can do. Like you're, you're, you got a schedule that you find when you're in deployed location. Like and you're making decent money. Yeah, you, you just, find like a, you find a rhythm basically that you can just live in. Yeah. Like bro, 2016, your boy was in Kuwait. I was damn near going through a divorce at the time in 2016 and still like you like most people didn't even know I was going through all that shit until I got back. And I was like, yeah, you know, me and such and such no longer together. That goes into the thing like my emotional detachment is one reason why my my marriage didn't work. I mean, other shit I got into marriage for wrong reasons. But other than that, like she's over there, you know, crying and complaining about, you know, being away from family. You know, she don't really know anyone. And I'm like, what are you crying for? Like, what are you so depressed for? Like, it's not that bad. I'm like, the type of person that I can just pick up my shit and move and have like no emotional attachment. Like, I don't really get sad. Even with this new job that I just got, like, I've like, I, f I feel bad for not working with some of the people that I'm, I'm cool with at my job. But I'm like, I don't have any I don't feel bad. I don't feel sad. Like, it's just like, it's all right. All right. It's cool. Like, and even then it's not like, even I hung out with like one person that I work with now, the entire two years that I worked at this job. And then other people would be like, Hey, so what are you doing this weekend? You know, you want to go do this? I'd be like, Oh yeah, man. Like I'll hit you up. So I ain't fucking hanging out with you, bro. Like, so <laughs> it just emotional detachment. It took me a long and a hot minute to, you know, learn to try to get out of that because it was just like you got to move here you're deploying this this uh this month you know you need to go you need to go like relatives are always hitting you up we're talking about when you coming home we miss you ain't nobody fucking came and visit us not once I, like my parents came and visited me and my sister ended up moving to the city to be closer than me but other than that you know i can i can't even count on how many hands and toes and how many people are like, oh, I'm coming out there to visit you. I'm going to come out and visit you. It's when yeah, it no pushed, one ever came to visit me. Yeah, when push came to shove, ghost town. No, but it was always, when you coming home? When you coming home? When you coming home? Mm -hmm. I was just like, it got me to the point where I was just like, fuck you guys. Like, uh, I, I'll come home when I'm coming home. Like, I'm not. You know, when I feel like it, right? Yeah, when I make time. No one else is making accommodations to come see me, so why am I going to three times, four times a year, pay these astronomical and like, don't let you be overseas, you know, where the ticket's like $1,300 to come back here. Yeah, that was another thing. And I don't know about you, but like, I found myself being like really harsh to people too. Like, yeah. just cruel. Like, just really like harsh and cruel to people. Saying mean things like, don't let someone irritate me. Like, that's probably the worst thing you could do. Like, and then like, or like, I'll just say the worst, like, just horrible things to them and i'm just like and then i get after i'm just like why would i say that like why am i saying these things to these people like bro they didn't even do, do anything that wrong for me to say that for real for real i have i've i've learned this like being with raven bro there's like instance like, like she'll automatic just, like she'll just say something and i'll just snap for no reason and then i just be like like two seconds later i'd be like fuck i ain't i like hey i'm sorry i really didn't mean to say it like that or you know that that came out totally wrong. That came out totally rude. I don't know what's what was my issue. 
or there's just some times where bro i'll just like get up like i'll just be in a bad mood for no reason just like like it's just like a wave and then it's just like everyone and everything is just starting to get irritable like now i have to I have to sit there and then like even if Raven's like complaining about something and then like I totally don't agree with her, I have to like sit there and tell myself just shut the fuck up, don't say nothing, and then I'll tell her, all right, hey, let me call you back. Let me let me, I gotta do something. Let me call you back, or you know I'm driving. Let me call you back. And she gets all mad. She's like, look, I just want to vent to you and stuff like that. And it's like the only reason why I'm getting off the phone with you is just because. I have some so much negative shit in my head to like just rip on you about that I have mm-hmm. to like talk myself out of like saying something. Yeah, like talk up. yourself down. Yeah. yeah. So like, it, it's like it's like you're on a on a ledge and you're just like you just want to just destroy that person and then like it's like weird because like right after you do it you feel like better about about like almost like about yourself but then like immediately after you feel like shit because you're just like yeah damn like why did i do that to that person and it's like the jet like the military just like like you said gave you so much bullshit gave you so much anger so much like especially in security forces there's people literally in that career field that just want to make your life a living hell just because one their life was a living hell when they were in your shoes and two just because they had the power to make your life a living hell and so it's just like that's one reason why i can say that i got out of the military is because i can feel like i would just be angry, like just show up to work and be pissed off, and just yeah, like you, you literally hate your job and there's nothing. You can yeah, do about it. and like so, even like of course you were there. Uh, my our commander was like, because after my my stuff that happened, you know, I actually like was getting recognized for a lot of shit that I was doing. So it was like I was one of the best NCOs at our squadron, and so when I dropped the bomb that I was getting out everybody and their mom was like malcolm don't get out malcolm don't get out like no nah, don't get out my commander was like harassing me every time he see me he was like oh go get a flag so i can re-enlist johnson oh go get a flag so i can re-enlist johnson like literally running away from this man like fuck you bro and it's like people were like you know it's hard out there for you and i know like at first that evil part of me was like bitch you don't understand like i used to survive a month off of ramen noodles just because I couldn't afford groceries, but I had a roof over my head, I had water, and I had electricity, and I had cable. There's nothing that you, like you can scare me about getting out. Plus, it was like I used the military. Like I got used while I was in the military, so I used the military back. I used all my tuition assistance. I got two degrees, and then I had my GI Bill to go back to school. There was something else that I wanted to do, so I got free education while I was in there that not a lot of people do. But it was like. They people didn't understand that I was choosing my mental health and my happiness of getting out than to stay in. I made a shit ton more money while I was in, and I probably could have made a shit ton more money because I was going up hill to you know just be getting awards for doing nothing and getting volunteered to go on to these Gucci deployments and stuff like that. I was going on that path uh, because I had great mentors and shit like that. But I I could have wrote my own ticket to you know doing dope ass shit or you know making a shit ton of money while being in the military and i chose to get out living you know i'm not living gucci like i was in the military blowing like four or five hundred dollars a month buying shoes and shit but i live comfortable i'm happy like you said with uh co-workers you know they bitch about shit and i'd be like they'd be like don't you feel the same way malcolm and i'd be like 
I'm probably the wrong person to or bitch about to uh, ask those questions. I've had a lot worse than you. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, have you ever had to take a shit? And all you had was a Porter John in 120 degree weather. And you're trying to sit there and wait for the dudes to clean out the Porter John. So it's at least a little fresh in there. And then have to combat load that bitch just to take shit. No. Okay, then. Well, I mean, that's the type of shit that I used to have to go through. Oh, oh well, okay. So and you see it all the time, man. While we were in the alcohol, like alcoholics, like the military is breeding alcoholics and suicides that's like two things that they're breeding like so much because they just yeah alcohol and it's actually sad how much there's just like drinking 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 that's all you do like there's no like i don't even know the coping mechanisms in the military just that but that's all you really had though it was like we like but the one thing i can say it was just like i have boys You've met them. You met some of them. Like I have boys that I would risk like my life for. But on a real note, my boys that I've grown up with, you know, from childhood, they don't compare to like you guys, um, my military brothers, bro. I would die for like my boys, but I would run. I would literally go on a fucking rampage over my boys in the military, like you, Tim, Cridlin, or HQ, Bobby. Like, like I would just snap. Like if something happened to you. Like when you got punched, I felt like I got disrespected and got punched to where the point where I was like looking for this dude, like where the fuck is he at? And it's I, funny because we'd always see him like after two. And <laughs> I, every time we saw him, I'm like, bro, just give me the word. Like I would just, uh, bro, uh, bro, just give me the word. <laughs> and it was just like, nah, man, just let it cool. I'm like, all right, like we all became family, and it's like yeah. it's a different type of the atmosphere than it is in the civilian world. Like I said, I have boys that I grew up with that I like are my family, but it's like it's comparing like apples and oranges. Like it's just not the same, mm-hmm. and it's just like mm-hmm. being out on the outside. Like now, like I said, like I've I've hung out with one person that I've worked with for the last two years, and it's like like I said, people ask invite me to shit, and it's just like no, nah, you motherfuckers. Yeah, you build you just build better bonds with people. And I think that's just because like. You don't have anybody else. You know, you're in a foreign place where maybe, maybe like a foreign country or whatever, you know, or a foreign just place to you just in general. You know, there's a lot of people that join the military, excuse me, that um never been anywhere. They never left their hometown. And so, you know, they moved to Wichita, Kansas, and they're from, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or, you know, some town in in Virginia, you know, no one has ever heard of some small town, you know, and all they have is, you know, the people that are there with them. And then so you become very close and you turn it into a family, basically. And yeah, you make really good friends, friends. So I, I feel like that's, that's a big, I definitely agree with that. It's a, it's a bigger bond, you know, people on the outside are very like, I go to work, I live, and then I go home and then like, I'm in my life, you know, like that's my life at home. It's not my life at work. And so, like, I find myself, like, you know, last job on the Navy base, like, I was trying to hang out with people, you know, and some, some were, were, you know, were with it, you know, like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll hang out. And, you know, others are just like, yeah, man, uh, let me talk to the wife and, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll, we, we may come out, you know, and it's like, it's like, come on, dog, like, you can't go out one time in the weekend. Like, I'm not even saying go to the club, like, let's just go, you know, explore 
Panama City a little bit, you know, no one's from this area, you know, like, so let's go see, you know, the sites, whatever they got to see. Like, I'm, I'm not saying like, let's go to the club, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's, a, it's a whole different, like, it's, we could talk about this for literally weeks, you know, like, it, it's a whole different world in there. And uh, if you're thinking about joining or you're getting out or thinking about getting out, like, I always say, you know, make the best choices for yourself. But always consider all the options out there. You know, um, if that's what if staying in is what you feel like you want to do, consider your options. Just getting out is what you feel like you want to do. Consider your options. Um, just make sure you're making an informed decision and not an impulse decision. Don't make a choice after, you know, your first sergeant or your commander shits on you. You know, and you're like, fuck it, I'm, I'm getting out. Like. You know, if you're not ready to get out, it's going to show when you get out. You know, you're going to be unprepared and it's going to be hard, you know, if you're not prepared. And it, but um, if you prepare yourself to get out, it, you'll be fine. That's that's the bottom line. And if you're scared to get out, don't be afraid. You know, as long as you, if you've done your time, you set yourself up, you know, you'll be okay. Use your benefits, people. If you're in the military, use your benefits. Use your TA. That's $4,500 of free money every year. For real. You know, if you're in for six it. years. Yeah, six. What is six times 40? 45. 27. $27,000. 27, 28,000. Probably like maybe even $29,000 of free money to go to school. Right, that's a bachelor's. Easy. Easy. Or an associate's at that. You know, so. If you walk out of the military with nothing except a bunch of heartache, you know, that that's on you. Because the military does have, you know, has set itself up to give you benefits and, you know, to give you something on the way out. And if you sit there and say, well, I'm going to use my GI Bill when we get out. Like, I've heard so many people say that. So many people say, I'm going to go to school when I get out. They don't go. They don't do shit. They don't go to school. They get a job at Goodwill. Or, uh, <laughs> or, uh, and I, I'm not like, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. Like you, you make your own choices, but you know what I'm saying? Like they make it, they get a, some stupid job, you know, and make $14 an hour and smoke weed all day and don't do shit with their life. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be that person. Oh, what I was going to say is like, I hear you on that. But even at the same time, it's like people that I only serve like six or seven months with on a deployment. Like I have like, I'm going to say a closer bond than, you know, but it's like you, you become You spend every day with that yeah. person. Like, and it's spend... like, bro, we've been in incidents where we're not even in, a, we're not even in the incident that occurred, but it sounded like someone we knew and it was like, hey, we got to step up. Like, we're not going to let this person, you know, just get their ass beat or some shit like that. And it's guilty by association as well. You get a lot of that too. Yeah, trust me, I know. I'm always getting guilty by association. <laughs> but it's oh, just, we heard you was out here fighting. No, I wasn't even there that night. <laughs> uh, but uh, back to the the main topic, and then it's like, in this sense, it's like you see why there's like so many homeless veterans and shit like that. It's because it's like the military trains you to function. to yeah. be a certain way. And then you're that way. Like, you get, like, don't get me wrong, bro. When shit, shit pops off, like, I don't, like, I can hear a gunshot. I won't budge. I'll just turn, like, smooth. I'm not jumping. I'm not, like, like, back in the day, boy, you'd be like, 
put the wheels on and start running. Now I'm like, where the fuck this shit at? Like, yeah, I'm not even. You like look for the danger now. Like, yeah, you, you want to be in the danger. You're like, oh, there's smoke. <laughs> and it's not even like like it's so it's just like all these people, all these like like I said, all the homeless veterans out there. It's because they were programmed to be a one way, and then either the military said we're done using you. Or they got out and they couldn't adapt to the civilian life after they got out. Or, yeah. like we said, alcoholism. It's like, yo, we had a rough day at work. Hey, bro, let's go to B-dubs and let's go get a beer. All right, bet. Hey, what we doing? Hey, we off for the next three days. What are we doing? Hey, let's go to this club. Then let's go to that club. Hey, let's go ride. Oh, if we go riding. We got to stop at this this little bar right here, get a drink, you know, and chill. All right, so it's like alcohol consumes military members so much that there's so many people that just fall victim to that drug. And alcohol is a drug. I don't care what anybody says. Like, it can control you. And it can do some shit to you that you don't want happening to you. It was like, remember what's his name? When we first got there, he already got, like, he was already rotted. Uh, it started with a B. And boy went clean. And then he's. Got, he went to rehab, got clean for like maybe two or three months, hit rock bottom again to the point where this man, like, it's all he would think about. It's like, yo, bro, I need a drink. I need a drink. I need a drink. And it's like, that's how, you know, the military does, bro. Like, it just, it demands, demands, demands. Oh, I know you're talking about Barrett. Yeah. Barrett. Yeah. Demands so much from you that you, you got to find ways to cope. And it's like, especially for men, it's hard to just like tell motherfuckers your feelings. Like, I could tell you, Marquise, and Tim, like, my feelings because it's, like, y'all know exactly what I'm feeling. Like, y'all feel the same way. So, it's, like, bro, this shit's fuck. this job's fucking pissing me off. And, like, oh, God, no. Like, this is some fucking bullshit, you know? Or, you know, like, old girl tripping about, you know, me hanging out with y'all. I don't understand. Like, what's the big deal? Oh, bro, she tripping. Like, yeah. So, it's, like, we all can connect on some type of realm that... You know, my friends on the outside are just like, I don't know. sticking. They can't relate. Yeah, I don't really see it that way. And it's just like, see, you don't get me, bro. You don't get me. That's what, you know. And then it's like, go to the same. They're frustrated. Yep. You're just frustrated with nothing. Because they just don't understand. And it's not their fault. But that is yep. it's the military, you know. Like I said, so for those out there thinking of joining, you know, just think about it hard you know think about your options i was getting out think about your options and you know and like i said don't be afraid if you're having trouble don't be afraid to go to mental health don't be afraid to seek help if you need it you know there's nothing wrong with it if you end up getting kicked out after you seek help oh well and another thing is and we're not trying to scare people from not joining or like telling you that you shouldn't join because like we said it has given us a lot of positivity for joining the military it just uh sunshine you're gonna get some rain so don't just and think the rain that can it, be very heavy yep it could be and a, last for a long time a hurricane turning <laughs> a hurricane so yeah. you know there's always good and there's always bad so just don't think that you know you're gonna be captain america and be doing all this gucci shit there's gonna be some jobs where you're just like why am i this is such a waste of my fucking time why did i enlist why am i doing this stupid ass shit over and over and over again but there are also gonna be some shit where you can be like damn 
I can't believe we did that shit. Or you, you know, remember we was in Afghanistan and you know all this crazy shit was happening. Yo, so and I'm telling you, some of your best relationships are in the military, hands down. So that's this segment. Like like we said, we can go for hours on this. Um, we can really break it down. If anyone has any questions about you know joining or you know they need someone to talk to about you know sh- their military careers, you know what they're going through. You can always DM us. Uh, I'm always available to, you know, help you out, listen to you. Um, if you have any questions, yeah, same here. that's just our last topic. We kind of knew this one was going to be long, um, especially with, you know, how we feel about the issues and stuff like but that. That's today's podcast. Didn't try to keep it too long for you, but, you know, we do get excited and get into hot discussions. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Hope everyone stays blessed. Always stay positive. Like we said, even if there's a storm, there's always going to be sunshine eventually. You just got to keep keep thinking positive. Positive mindsets make positive outcomes. All right. Y'all have a good weekend. We will see you guys next Saturday. Peace. Deuces.